Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome back to another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Happy Saturday, everyone. We've got an awesome sports weekend. It's, it's that time of year where I'm starting to get really, really antsy for football season because it's just the, the dead of the offseason. We've got Mountain West Media Days coming up next week, so you know that'll kind of kick off the, the preview coverage type stuff, but... You know, I'm just, I'm really itching for it. I'm looking forward to UFC tonight. You know, Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. I'm a big Poirier fan, hoping that he puts McGregor in his place. I get why he's popular. I get why he's good for the sport. He's just a cocky prick, and I have a, I don't know, I think objectively he's not a good person based on, you know, some of the stuff we've we've learned about him over the years. But I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping Dustin Diamond pulls it out. Definitely one of my favorite guys. Looking forward to watching that one. Looking forward to Game 3 of the Finals, hoping the Bucks can just make it interesting. I think the Suns are probably going to run away with it, but I'm so tired of seeing that Suns in 4 meme. At least, you know, we can put that past us if Milwaukee wins the game. And I actually heard people on the radio kind of talking about it'll be interesting to see, you know, if Aaron Rodgers shows up in Milwaukee over these next couple of games, you know, just because of the whole situation with what's going on with the Packers and all that. But Anyways, you know, a, a pretty exciting sports weekend. Obviously, we've got the All-Star festivities coming up in Denver on Monday and Tuesday. Really, really excited for the Home Run Derby. Heartbroken that I won't be able to attend. I just, I can't afford tickets. I I can't. I don't have a couple hundred dollars to spare on those. And definitely a bummer. It's one of those events where I've I've wanted to attend my whole life. I'm a massive baseball fan. The, uh, the Rockies have made me a little bit dejected this these past two years or so as you know, they have with a lot of people, just that whole Nolan Arenado situation really, really broke me as a, as a fan. I'm, I'm still a Rockies fan till I die because I love baseball. And I just, the nostalgic part of me can't seem to let this team go, even though there's no logical reason to continue supporting them other than they're my hometown team. But anyways, like I said, really excited for the home run derby. Looking forward to watching Otani just potentially hit one over the party deck. I mean, this guy... He's unreal. He is the coolest story in sports right now. There's a hundred mile per hour fastball and just hits absolute dingers. I mean, this dude is so cool. What he's doing is unprecedented. I mean, it's you can compare it to like Babe Ruth, I guess, but that's about it. Nobody's done anything even remotely like this in the modern era. And it's just really cool. I mean, I don't I don't understand how the Angels aren't a better team with him and Mike Trout, but you know, maybe two of the, the most exciting players of all time at this point. I don't, it's just crazy. They're so bad. Anyways, back on track. <laughs> Looking forward to the All-Star Game. Looking forward to the Home Run Derby. And uh, today we're going to be talking Mountain West quarterback power rankings. Going to give you one through six, and I'll give you seven through 11 on the part two. Just decided to break it up so it's a little bit easier to digest and to build suspense. You know, I am a content creator after all. Um... Before I get into that, though, you know, by this point, you have probably seen on Twitter that we at DNVR are getting into the NIL stuff that uh, obviously stands for name, image, likeness. With the new rules, we're able to kind of do some really cool stuff. And our, our first announced athlete is David Roddy of CSU Men's Basketball. Really, really excited about this. We're going to have, you know, Roddy t-shirt, some exclusive cons, uh, content opportunities, Hopefully, you know, some in-appearance type stuff, in-person appearance type stuff, 
just really, really excited about what this means. It's cool because we're giving the college athletes a bigger cut than what the pro athletes receive. That I mean, all of our, you know, all the shirts we make are with these guys, you know, Philip Lindsay, Kyle Freeland, you know, it's officially licensed. Like we we have deals with these guys. A lot of time they like give their cut to charity. But, you know, with the college guys, it's a cool opportunity for you to support us, DNVR, DNVR Rams, the brand. But also know that, you know, like a piece of this pie is is going to the student athletes themselves. And I think that's what's really, really cool about this. Obviously, you know, selfishly, I think it's going to be really cool just for what I've been, you know, trying to build at DNVR Rams and, you know, maybe expanding our, our footprint a little bit, bringing a few more people in. Obviously, the last couple of seasons have not exactly been super exciting to be a CSU fan when it comes to football and then, you know, basketball. Last year, you know, we saw the rise, but obviously falling just short of the NCAA tournament was kind of a buzzkill. I think moving forward, you know, there's some potential with the football team. I think they're going to be a little bit better than expected, although this schedule is definitely brutal. Going to get into that in the coming weeks. And basketball, obviously, I've said time and time again, I think they're a top 25 team this year. I think they absolutely make the NCAA tournament. So to have a guy like David Roddy be a part of Team DNVR, the athlete network, it's just it's really cool. I mean, and also just anybody that's been around David knows he's humble. He's a great teammate. I mean, if anybody deserves it, it's him. I will say I'm hoping to land a couple of other guys from the team as well. So, you know, we're not done. We're in in conversations with a couple of couple of guys from the football team that I know CSU fans will be absolutely stoked about. So big things coming, big things coming for DNVR and big things coming for DNVR Rams. Like I said, today we are going to power rank the starting quarterbacks in the Mountain West, at least the anticipated starting quarterbacks in the Mountain West, 1 through 11. On this episode, we will go 1 through 6. Part 2, we will go 7 through 11, finish it all out. You know, it's it's the offseason. It's, it's one of those times where you're trying to just learn about all these teams as much as you can. I've been watching a lot of old games. Obviously, if you're a DNVR member, you can read my... 2020 review piece part one which was just going back watching that first game at fresno state diving into everything you know what went well what went wrong it was a really weird game you know scott patchen and and manny jones some of these guys the defensive line they absolutely wreaked havoc they were in hainer's face all game i mean they really looked phenomenal. The linebackers played well. I thought they did a good job of containing Ronnie Rivers, who was one of the better running backs in the Mountain West over the last couple of years. They consistently had Fresno State in third and long, and they just couldn't get off the field. They kept, you know, Hayner would improvise. He'd run around a little bit, throw it up, and it just felt like, you know, if it was third and 15, they got 17. If it was third and 18, they got 19. It was just super, super frustrating. I mean, this is nothing new, CSU fans probably remember it pretty well, you know, the opener of the Steve Adazio area, first football game in 11 months, there's all this excitement, and then just a super weird game, you know, Trey McBride was awesome, obviously I, I focused on that, they didn't have Dante Wright or Ty McCullough in that game due to COVID-19 protocols, so they were limited, but the passing offense just really struggled, they started Santeo, they put Patrick O'Brien in, you know, after, and it was just I don't know, it was the beginning of what was a really weird season when it came to QB management for CSU. I still don't quite understand it, and that's not me trying to insult Todd Santeo because I've said quite a few times I actually do think he's going to be better this year than a lot of Ram fans are giving him credit for. I think it was just really, really weird circumstances last year. You come in as a transfer, you know, you 
go back and forth with O'Brien. Obviously, training camp was super weird. I mean, everything about last season was weird. Multiple, you know, last minute cancellations. Just a, just an odd year to to try and build rapport, you know, with an offense that you're new in. And and I do think that should be considered. Obviously, you know, there are some reports about him potentially being injured as well. You know, he said he played most of the year with a broken finger, so that would, you know, impact his accuracy a little bit. But it was just odd because, you know, Patrick O'Brien, he was like a second-team all preseason all-conference selection, played pretty good in 2019, all things considered, especially, you know, at Fresno State. That was one of his better games, and to not start him in that game, it, it really really didn't make sense to me and I think that was kind of the beginning of the end for POB at CSU you know I think it was pretty clear that him and the staff just didn't seem to mesh in the same way that he did with the Bobo staff and you know obviously he ended up dipping to to Washington where I expect him to probably be the starter this year they've got a couple of guys in the mix it's a three-man race up there for the uh, Huskies starting quarterback job but you know Brian can sling it his his decision making at times can be you know, a little bit erratic, sometimes tries to force a few balls that he shouldn't, but he's not a guy that's going to lose you games. He can help you stretch the field vertically. You know, obviously played pretty well against Wyoming. I don't know. It's just a, a weird decision. I'm I'm interested to see how Santeo does, and I'm not, I'm not rooting against him, and I don't think CSU fans should either. I just, I didn't quite understand the, uh, the decision to kind of run Patrick O'Brien out of town last year. It just, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, and it still doesn't. Anyways, you know, we'll talk more about the CSU quarterback position on this podcast when we get to Santeo's ranking and then, you know, obviously in the coming weeks because it's going to be a big factor for this team. You know, can CSU get enough from the QB position to take advantage of the talent that they have at the skill positions? Should be a pretty good offensive line. We'll get into all of that. Before I kick off the uh, the power rankings as far as the Mountain West quarterbacks go, You guys, it's stressful trying to buy a house right now. If you've attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The housing market, it's crazy in Colorado. So let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take this burden off of you and alleviate some of the stress, you know? Their ultimate goal is to to take all of the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind and with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. They have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Mike and Virginia, they're proud DNVR members. They're CSU alumni. They work nights. They work weekends. They're going to do what it takes to make sure their clients are getting the best loan for their situation. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you. They just want their borrowers to know who they are working with and not feel bounced around. Again, visit DNVR Mortgage, enter in a free shirt or hat, or you can give my my guy Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. Tell him Justin from DNVR Rams sent you. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Cool, 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 cool. Let's just jump right into it. I'm going to do six through one on this first part, and then we will do 11 through seven on the second part. So kicking things off at number six, and this was, you know, kind of tough. It was a weird evaluation process. Obviously, you know, some teams played nine games in the Mountain West. Teams like CSU only played four 
you know, how do you compare those sample sizes with certain guys? You have the benefit of looking at other years and that's, you know, beneficial at least from kind of validating your, your opinions, because I think it's really hard to take away very many concrete opinions about a whole lot of anything last year. It was just such weird circumstances all around, especially for a team like CSU. But, you know, this is just kind of a, based on what I've seen so far, Stats are definitely taken into consideration, but it's not necessarily everything for this process. A lot of it has to do with the eye test, you know, just kind of what we've seen before. So, yeah, like I'm saying, you know, don't don't shoot me over this. My opinions are definitely going to change. You know, if I have a guy ranked a little too high and he, you know, comes back to earth, it is what it is. You know, that's what preseason rankings are for. It's just to kind of give that baseline evaluation and then you kind of, you know, change you know, change what you feel over the course of the season as you get more information. With that in mind, number six, I got to go with Sean Chambers of Wyoming. This is a guy who, he's an absolute tank. I mean, he's a massive human being, kind of has that Tim Tebow frame. And he kind of has that Tim Tebow effect for Wyoming. He's just one of those dudes that you'd want to play with. You see how hard he goes on every single snap and unfortunately, that's kind of been his downfall because he hasn't been able to stay healthy. You know, he really burst out onto the scene back in 2018 as a true freshman, took over the starting job, and then led Wyoming to four straight wins to close out the season. The Pokes didn't end up getting a bowl, which was unfortunate. You know, I know this is a CSU pod and, you know, everybody hates Wyoming, but it was bad for the conference. I mean, it's bad for the league when you have a bowl-eligible team get spurred. I thought they were a fun story given the way, you know, they they close the year. You start two and six, you close with four straight to win the year. In a lot of ways, it kind of reminded me of, of CSU's run at the end of 2015. Now, those were a little bit different circumstances. That 2015 CSU team had a had a pretty intense veteran presence, and, and so did that Wyoming team to an extent, but it was, you know, post-Josh Allen, you know, post-Tanner Gentry, the the offense and, and post Brian Hill. So they lost, you know, kind of the the foundational pieces of their team over the last couple of years. And and to not give them a bowl game after closing out with four straight wins, I just, I thought it was lame. I mean, that's what college football is all about. They're, that's kind of the perfect scenario for a team that's, you know, on the rise. That's the big benefit of playing in a bowl game is you get a extra month of practice. You know, that's why good teams consistently stay good teams that make bowls year in and year out. That's a big factor that a lot of people don't consider. It's just, you know, four to six extra weeks of practice, and that's huge. It's huge when it comes to just familiarity, to continuity, to just, you know, getting in a rhythm, all that stuff. It's it's a big factor. So I think, you know, if, if he's healthy this year, I think Chambers is going to be pretty solid. He's not the best passing quarterback in the world, but if we're talking about the impact that he brings between the ground game, and, he, you know, he, he can stretch the field. He has a strong arm, not the most accurate guy in the world. But, you know, he's just kind of one of those guys that elevates his team. They they want to play hard for him. And he's a really good, you know, college football player. He's, you know, like I said, that Tim Tebow type, maybe some Bradley Van Pelt in him when it comes to the the charisma that he brings on the field. And also, you know, just the the run game, the playing hard, not being afraid to, to drop your shoulder and run through a linebacker when necessary. He's just a great college football quarterback. And I'm I'm interested to see what he does because... On paper, you know, Wyoming should be one of the better teams in the Mountain West. They return some of the most talent. Defensively, they're going to be really good. They've got a good offensive line. 
you know, I just I'm I'm really curious to see what this Pokes team looks like. And the and the fun thing is we're kind of gonna know who they are pretty early, at least in the conference slate. Their non-conference schedule isn't that impressive. They play Montana State University to start at Northern Illinois, who's been down the last couple of years, obviously had a couple of nice moments in the sun, but they've been down. They host Ball State, then they go to the to UConn. So as far as non-con goes, one of the least intriguing slates in the entire Mountain West, and, and we'll get into all the non-conference slates for each of these quarterbacks. But then, you know, they open the conference portion of the schedule at Air Force on October 9th. You host Fresno State, and Air Force should be one of the better teams, you know, before I move past that. you Then you play Fresno State, Jake Hayner, New Mexico at home, not the toughest game, at San Jose State, the border war at Boise State. So those that first you know month or so of Mountain West play is really going to tell us who they are. Are they for real? They should get off to a pretty good start with that non-conference schedule. But obviously, if you want to play the Mountain West championship game, it all comes to how you you know perform in those Mountain West games. And you know, for them to have a chance to reach that title game, they're going to need Sean Chambers to be the Sean Chambers that we saw at the end of 2018. Can he do that coming off of another you know injury-riddled season? We shall see. All right, going on to number five, we've got Chevin Cordero of the University of Hawaii, one of the more experienced quarterbacks, you know, kind of got started to get worked into the mix with Cole McDonald a couple of years ago, back before Nick Rolovich left for Washington State. Coming off of his best career year, had a career high in completion percentage, passing yards, passing touchdowns. He really, really kind of came into his own under Todd Graham last year. This is going to be his third year as a starter. So, you know, like I said, one of the more experienced guys. And the thing about Cordero is his athleticism, I think, is is underrated. There's a lot of good rushing quarterbacks in the Mountain West. He actually tied with Charles Williams, the speedy UNLV running back, for the most rushing attempts in the Mountain West last year with 116. That's a whole lot of carries for a quarterback. I would, I'd imagine they want to decrease that a little bit just to protect him. I mean, you run that much. The injury risk is obviously exponential. Tied with Ronnie Rivers, the really talented Fresno State running back over the last couple of years with seven rushing touchdowns last year. And he's a guy who I really like. He's got a strong arm, throws a really good deep ball. He's he's fun to watch. He's good at improvising, running around. I really enjoy watching Hawaii. Part of it, I think, is it's just always late night and you're a little bit loopy, you know, maybe had a couple of too many beers or, you know, some Solace Meds products or something like that, you know, 1130, all of a sudden Hawaii comes on and you're just watching their crazy offenses. The Rolovich years were amazing. One, because McDonald was awesome with his with his dreads and he was just the perfect Hawaii quarterback, probably the, the most Hawaii quarterback since Colt Brennan, uh, rest in peace. But, you know, this Cordero, I think he can really, really boom this year. I think in his second year with Todd Graham, I think he's going to do well. Hawaii's going to lean on that ground and pound game a little bit. You need more from your running backs. You don't want it to be, all be on his shoulders. But, you know, we're going to kind of know who Hawaii is early. they got to open the year at UCLA. That's a, that's a tough draw. I think the Bruins are going to be pretty decent this year. And, you know, I think if you're Hawaii, you really benefit off of playing those early games at home, especially against, you know, Power 5 opponents, something like that, Pac-12 teams, Mountain West teams everyone tends to struggle on the island early in the year. It's just such a brutal travel slate. I mean, the, the jet lag comes into factor. You're always playing late night. It's just, it's a weird situation. 
So the fact that they open on the road, not really great for them. Then they host Portland State. That's winnable at Oregon State, potentially a winnable game. Not really sure what to expect from Oregon State this year. I'm curious to see if Sam Neuer ends up being their starting quarterback or not. Obviously transferred there from Colorado. Then they uh, host San Jose State, so an opportunity to see how they fare against you know one of the better West Division foes early at New Mexico State, host Fresno State at Nevada. They actually play New Mexico State in the rare home-and-home. Home. They play them twice. They play them at home and on the road this year. Super weird situation. At Utah State, they host San Diego State at UNLV, host CSU, and then they travel to Wyoming. Deceptively, I think Hawaii is a, is a really good sleeper pick to represent the Western Division in the Mountain West Championship game just because their schedule is really not all that difficult when it comes to the Mountain West slate. Definitely should be a bowl team with their 13-game schedule, although you do have to win seven games, obviously, to be bowl eligible in that scenario. Excited to see what Cordero does in his second year under Todd Graham, a guy who I've heard really wanted the CSU job coming off of his tenure at Arizona State. Obviously, it ended up going to Adazio. Number four, four through one are really hard. I think these guys, any combination of these four is somewhat debatable. I think one and two are are pretty in place. And I also think three and four, I think the order, I think it makes sense the way I have it, but I, I get why some people would maybe have one guy a little bit over the other. I've got Nick Starkle of San Jose State at four. I think some people might have him a little bit higher. And I would get that, you know, the Texas A&M transfer, he can sling it. And obviously, you know, coming off of a, a Mountain West championship, the, the San Jose State hype is for real right now. That said, you know, his decision-making, it can be it can be a little erratic in moments. Led the conference with seven interceptions last year. I think this is a really important year for Starkle because he has an NFL arm. He's, dem- he's demonstrated the ability to lead a pro-style offense in the past. He's also played well out of the spread. But, you know, he's a guy that could kind of fade into the background and be like a seventh-round pick. He could also boom this year and, you know, end up being going in the first couple of rounds. I mean, I think more like fourth or fifth, third through fifth would be about his ceiling, at least right now. But we'll have to see. They they open the year against Southern Utah, and they've got, you know, kind of a really tough three-game slate at USC, at Hawaii, at Western Michigan. Obviously, USC, that's a tough game. An opportunity for them to pick up a big win. You upset the Trojans early. The San Jose State hype is going to go through the roof. Might start getting some top 25 love there. But then just brutal travel. Going to Hawaii and then at Western Michigan. I mean, you couldn't talk about, you know, two opposite ends of the country. Just, a, I, I don't know. How do they handle that travel situation? We will have to see. Really looking forward to the game in Fort Collins on October 9th. That's homecoming for CSU. Would be a big win if the Rams could swing it, but definitely a tough homecoming game. Was a little surprised that was the one they picked. All right, I am going to move on. I'm going to give you my top three quarterbacks in the Mountain West based on what we've seen so far. Again, these are not necessarily projections. I mean, a little bit, but it's more just based on what we've seen so far. Before I get into that, though, just a quick word from our partners. We've got an absolute banger of a UFC event this weekend. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier 3. It's all going down for UFC 264. If you want, we're actually having a watch party down at the DNVR bar. 
This is partnered with DraftKings. There's going to be an opportunity to win prizes, free gear. It's going to be epic. You don't want to miss out. Just like you don't want to miss out on the special offer that DraftKings is offering for this weekend's fight, you can get 264 to 1 odds on a knockout in this first round during Saturday's main event. If the rubber match ends in a first round knockout, you're going to walk away with some serious cash. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win by first round knockout, and DraftKings Sportsbook is going to give you 264 to 1 odds on that fighter. That means if you bet $1 and you pick the correct guy that wins by knockout in the first round, you're walking away with $264, easy as pie. No better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than putting your money where your mouth is and doing so. With DraftKings Sportsbook, don't worry if MMA is not for you. They've got offers and odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, so much more. You name it, they offer it. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $264 when you bet on a main event fighter to win by first-round knockout. Place your bet, watch the fist fly this weekend, and again, make sure you use that code DNVR when you sign up this weekend, this week I should say. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only, restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to acknowledge my friends over at Solace Meds. We partnered with the Premier Dispensary for you guys to get some smoking hot deals with. Solace Meds has four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. The entire month of July, they've got some crazy sales. You can get 25% off all of Wana products, 20% off all of the Open Cured Resin cartridges, 20% off of Green Dot Concentrates, 20% off 111 Rosin Cones. You can get a 10 cent pre-roll or a 10 milligram edible when you spend $50. And they're gonna have a concentrate sale on July 10th that's gonna be all day. On top of everything I just said, if you use the code DNVR20 at checkout, you're gonna save 20% off your entire order. And if you happen to be in the Wheat Ridge location, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention that code as well. That's DNVR20. And if you're in the Wheat Ridge location, you're going to get 20% off your order along with the free Solace Bar and King Cone. Solace Meds makes your cannabis shopping experience a delight. Head to their website. Look at the menu online. It's super convenient. You can pick it up nice and easy. Visit solacemeds.com. Purchase from there. Make sure you use DNVR20 to save 20% off your entire order. Word. We are going to continue with the top three quarterbacks in my Mountain West Power Rankings. Before we do, though, got to give you my DraftKings Pick of the Week. DraftKings Pick of the Week. Still want to jingle there. Uh, they have the lines listed for a lot of these September 4th games. There's some really intriguing ones. Uh, Indiana getting five and, a half, five and a half points at Iowa. That one is a little bit intriguing. I think Indiana is going to be pretty good. But I'm actually going to go with LSU to cover a four and a half point spread against UCLA. You can get that at minus 108, a little bit better value than the money line. And I think people are just sleeping on LSU a little bit. I get that they were down last year. Really, really weird year, but the talent on that roster is, it's absurd, you know, like most SEC teams. And I think they have one of the better cornerback duos in the in the nation, probably. You know, Derek Stingley is a freaking beast. I really think the Tigers are going to cover that spread pretty easily. I also think we're going to see that spread get much larger as we get closer to the season. Because of that, 
That's my DraftKings pick of the week. Tigers to cover the four and a half point spread against UCLA on September 4th. Lock it in now. You know, take advantage before that spread only gets bigger. We're at Shout Out DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Ranking the top three quarterbacks in the Mountain West, it's pretty hard. I, there's a lot to like about each of these guys. At number three, I have Jay Kaner, and I'm going to be honest, I really wanted to put him at number, at number two. He's just one of my favorite players to watch in the conference. He's got a strong arm. He can stretch the field vertically. One of the better improvisers, he's just really got that escapability to him. He's slippery, you know what I mean? You could see it re-watching that CSU-Fresno State game last year. There were so many instances where the defensive line, they get through, there's pressure. It seems like it's a guarantee in sack, and he ducks out of a tackle, or he shimmies a guy and, you know, rolls out right. And, And once he does that, I think as far as quarterbacks that can throw on the run, he's probably the best in the Mountain West. And that's really valuable skill in the modern game. I mean, it just gives you so much time to get open as a wide receiver. I mean, that that improvisation ability, I think that's going to be a big factor for CSU. You know, what can Todd Santeo's legs bring to the table this year? Obviously, he's going to have to be a better passer. But if we're talking about mobile quarterbacks, my favorite in the conference, definitely Jay Kaner, the Washington transfer at Fresno State. The guy is just a lot of fun to watch. I'm, I'm interested to see what Fresno State does this year because I do think they're going to be a bowl team when it's all said and done. I do wonder how good are they, though. They've got a fairly favorable schedule, but also a couple of tough non-conference games. September 4th at Oregon, you're going up against Kayvon Thibodeau, the best defensive end in the entire country. You know, we'll see just how uh, how much that escapability comes into factor against that Oregon defensive line. Their secondary should be pretty stout as well. September 18th at UCLA. That's going to be an interesting matchup. A lot of UCLA Mountain West games, they play Hawaii as well. After that, though, pretty favorable start to conference play. Host UNLV, you got to make a trip to Hawaii, which is always tough, but it's better to do it you know, midway through the year than it is to play them early or late. At Wyoming, kind of a tough game. That's going to be an interesting one between two teams that I think are going to be kind of sleepers in, the, in terms of conversation for that 8-7-8 eight, eight win mark, you know. Don't think they're necessarily going to rattle off double digits, but I definitely think they're going to be good teams. But then they have the worst part of their schedule, and that's hosting Nevada at San Diego State, hosting Boise State. That three-game stretch, really five-game stretch, because then they host New Mexico and go to San Jose State. I mean, that can kind of make or break their season. They might start hot. It also might be, you know, what kind of propels them towards the top of that Western that Western division, because it I think it's pretty wide open on that side. I think Nevada is definitely the favorite, but I also think there's going to be a lot of cannibalization. I think the conference as a whole, it's going to kind of eat each other up on both sides this year. So who can survive the gauntlet, you know, and having an athletic quarterback that can improvise, make plays for you. I think that gives Fresno State a a really, really strong chance to be pretty competitive this year. And I'm excited to see what Hayner does in his second year as the starter. At number two, I'm going with Hank Bachmeyer, the quarterback from Boise State. Look, I, I know Ram fans listening to this are probably rolling their eyes. The last thing they want to hear is me to come on and hype up a Boise State guy, but he's legit. I mean, he probably has the best returning wide receiver in, in the conference in Shakir, although Romeo Dubs at Nevada definitely has a, a strong argument as well. Had some trouble staying healthy, but... When he's on the field, he's just meticulous. He can really pick apart a defense. 
He has a strong arm. He's really accurate, kind of your prototypical passing pocket quarterback. I mean, he's not, he can run around a little bit. He's got, you know, the ability to kind of extend the play, but he's not a guy that you're going to see, you know, scrambling pretty consistently. A really good decision maker. And I just think a guy that's going to kind of elevate his game to the next level. Like a lot of these teams, kudos to the Mountain West for really scheduling up this year, aside from Wyoming when it comes to the non-conference slates. They start the year with a Thursday night game, September 2nd, at Central Florida. That game's going to be on ESPN. These are two teams that both are going to want to be in the conversation for that New Year's Six Bowl or potentially an expanded playoff, depending on what kind of happens there. I, I don't know if that's going to be able to come together before this season, but you never know. Then they host UTEP, and then they host Oklahoma State. So between Central Florida and Oklahoma State, you've got a pair of top 25 teams in the first three games, and it really doesn't get all that much easier for for Boise State. You go to Utah State, that's kind of a gimme win. Then you play Nevada, who I think is going to be one of the best teams in the conference. At BYU, I know they lost Zach Wilson, but playing in Provo is never easy. It's just an intense atmosphere. They seem to always play well against Boise State, too. Looking forward to that. Then you got Air Force, who's going to be one of the more experienced teams, and a team that's really given Boise State some issues over the years. You know, Air Force has been able to upset them a couple of times. You had a bye week at CSU, at Fresno State, Wyoming, New Mexico, at San Diego State. So Boise State, if they survive this gauntlet of a schedule, they're definitely going to be a top 25 team. It's just a matter of, you know, how good are they post Brian Harson? You know, can they continue that magic? What does the offense look like? Obviously going with a defensive-minded coach now. I'm really interested to see what happens with Boise State these next couple of years. I thought Avalos was a good hire, but I, you know, it's it's tough to match the type of success that Peterson and and Harson were were able to, you know, establish over the last decade or so. Sorry, draw drew a blank on Harson's name, even though I literally just said it. Also looking forward to seeing how Harson, you know, contends at Auburn. Can him and Mike Bobo, the Mountain West duo have some success in what's going to be a really brutal SEC this year. We shall see, but I'm interested to see, you know, how Bachmeyer does, what that offense looks like, and just how competitive Boise State is. There seems to be a lot of hype around this team. I get it. They return a lot of talent. Most of their best players all came back. But also, you know, you lose Avery Williams. That's a big deal. And they've just, they've had a lot of, a lot of shakeups. They've had a lot of guys get hurt in the quarterback and running back room over the last couple of years. So staying healthy, that's going to be a big factor for Boise State. All right. Number one, if you paid attention, if you listen to the Rams pod, it was probably fairly easy to guess because this is my guy. Absolutely love his game. Carson Strong, man. He has a hose. That dude has an absolute cannon of an arm. They were coming off of a really exciting year. I think if we're talking the most fun teams to watch in college football last year, Nevada was up there. I mean, they spread the field out. They throw deep balls all day long. It's like watching NCAA football come to life. They're tough. They're a good team, man. CSU obviously hosts them to close out the year, and that's going to be a brutal game to, to close the year. Hopefully, that's not the one you have to win for bowl eligibility. But I am looking forward to seeing Carson Strong play in person because this is a dude that can absolutely sling it led the Mountain West in basically every major passing category last year, 2,900 passing yards, completed 70% of his passes, which is impressive considering how much they stretch the field, how many deep balls he throws, but he just throws a gorgeous deep ball. Romeo Dubs, one of the better 
uh, deep receiving targets in the country through 27 passing touchdowns in nine games. Well, the conference and passer efficiency rating, just an absurd season. I mean, this is a dude that if he flashes, could be one of the, the top quarterbacks selected next spring in the NFL draft, could also, you know, come back, back to life a little bit and end up being, you know, like a third round pick. Right now, I'm as in on Carson Strong as I've been on any quarterback coming out of the Mountain West in quite some time. I just think he's a stud. I love the way he slings it. I love his aggressiveness. And it's it's controlled aggressiveness. You know, he's not one of those guys that tries to force things when they're not there. At least he hasn't to this point in his career. Hopefully he doesn't try and do that this year and do too much. Sometimes we see that from guys. You know, Josh Allen did that a little bit at Wyoming, you know, trying to do a little bit too much. That said, the surrounding cast... You know, Josh Allen obviously ended up being a top 10 pick with the Buffalo Bills. He never had a surrounding cast that was anywhere near what this Nevada offense brings to the table. So I'm I'm really interested. The, the thing is, is Nevada just plays a pretty difficult schedule. They open at Cal, which is a winnable game. They host Idaho State. That's obviously very winnable. But then you go to Kansas State, to Boise State, host Mexico State. You play Hawaii, Fresno State. San Jose State, San Diego State, Air Force, and CSU. Other than Wyoming, who they don't play, I think they basically play the top six teams in the Mountain West aside from them, so six of the top seven, and I consider them one of those top seven, so they couldn't play themselves. But I just I think this guy's a stud. Really, really looking forward to seeing him in person, hoping to talk to him on Mountain West Media Days next week and kind of just see where he's at in terms of NFL draft evaluation, you know, what has he heard from scouts? What does he need to work on? All of that fun stuff. I think Carson Strong is in for a really big year. All right, that's all we have for this portion. Like I said, we're going to do uh, 11 through 7 on part 2 of this. So just, you know, go ahead and, and flip on that next podcast. If, if you are still entertained, I think, you know, going with the top 6 right off the bat, leave some intrigue. Obviously, we haven't given CSU's quarterback yet. So, you know, I'm sure you're curious to see where I end up ranking Todd Santeo. But I thank you that everybody continues to listen to this podcast. Thank you to our partner, Chevalier Mortgage, our presenting sponsor, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, Solace Meds, Breckenridge Brewery, so many people that have been with us since day one. Really, really looking forward to this upcoming season. Big things coming with the NIL stuff. Really looking forward to bringing you just CSU coverage, man. Just excited to be back in person. Have the fans in the stands, the atmosphere. College sports are back, baby. They are back. All right. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies. My daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass. My sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water together, make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father. One day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be.